Blog Talk Radio. You're at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Hello, world. We are excited to have Dr. Bruce McAbee with Janet Carolusson of Aquarian Radio in Maui, Hawaii, and American Communications Online with TJ Marcy, T-Radio, in Gulf Breeze, Florida. And he sent us a lot of information here, I can see. And, uh, wow, he is really about alienology. And I'm trying to get uh, them on, and uh, I'll tell them to call in now. I had a little trouble technically getting back home and (laughs) getting us online, 945. So, uh, Bruce, if you and Janet can hear me, the call-in number is 347-945-7207, and I'm sending it to you on my phone. Folks, we have a whole new way to be in this reality, and a lot of us older people uh, have been doing radio shows to get to know each other better, and I've created a new community, ACO Club, on patreon.com forward slash Teresa J. Morris, if you're interested in joining me. We're going to talk about a lot of topics. Um, My niche market is uh, phenomenology, paranormal, and I have different people with different websites and uh, different interests. And uh, I started in publishing as an author's club in Ace Folklife in Kentucky, with my husband, the late Thomas Ray Morris, and I want to keep his legacy alive with Bluegrass Music and the Bill Monroe Foundation and his sisters, uh, Deborah Dockery and Faye um, what? Arnold. <laughs> and so we have a group of people that are follow the Bluegrass uh, Music uh, tours around the United States in their Camping World bands. And uh, my sister just joined that uh, group. As she retired, a lot of people retire in our club. And we have a club with uh, various uh, ways to get around to camping sites. And uh, where I live here in Gulf Breeze, we've got several camping world type of uh, places uh, that you can pull in and uh, pay to park your RV a recreational vehicle and believe it or not when i was a young girl in houston texas i sold for uh what was his name gilman pontiac and uh gm uh motorhomes gilman motorhomes and i learned a lot and i met uh, a lot of very wealthy people selling motorhomes uh believe it or not so uh i have a little bit of knowledge in that but uh, tonight, Dr. Bruce McAbee, uh, no, not Dr. Bruce McAbee. Ah, I told the wrong guy. Dr. Bruce, I'm sorry, I have too many Dr. Bruce's in my life. Dr. Bruce Cornett. Okay. <laughs> He's probably going to say, oh, I'm not on tonight. Dr. Bruce, I'm so embarrassed. Let's see if I can. Uh, I tried to call Janet Lesson, and she tried to call me to get on here. 
So uh, I'll have to see what's going on here. Let me see if I can get uh, uh, Janet on here. We'll see what's going on. Recents. I don't see uh, Dr. Bruce on here because he's been at the uh, Laughlin UFO Mega Conference. And uh, let me see. Janet had made arrangements for Tuesday. Call 808-214. Janet's public. 808-214-3442. But I never can get her to answer. 214-3442. The number you have dialed has not been recognized. Please try again. Okay. It's not recognized. One. Oh, Okay not been recognized well okay this is always fun let me try it again why would it not be help recognized call failed international calls are not allowed for this 808-214-3442 why would that be an international call that doesn't make sense let's see I don't have Dr. Bruce Maccabee, I mean Dr. Bruce Cornett, so I've got to find out what's going on. Let me go on Skype. Maybe I can get him on Skype because normally Janet's always punctual, and we told him 6 o'clock, and I know that he sent me enough stuff for tonight. Let me see. He says he's on here. Uh, uh, Dr. Bruce, are you there? Uh, I don't... Have your phone number handy. Okay, so we're on the line. Uh, three, four, seven. Janet. Janet, we are on the show waiting on you and Dr. Bruce on air. So, uh, okay, we'll see. Janet, we are waiting on you. So we'll have to figure out where they are in cyberspace. Didn't have to use to do that. Everybody knew just to call in, but now that we've got cyberspace all the time, uh, I could try to, let me see if I can get, let me see if I can call her and Dr. Bruce and uh, let's see. Start a call. I guess they're waiting on me on Skype. Now, this is interesting. Let's see. Call. Audio. Call free. On Skype. Let me... No, not... No, not... No, I'm not yet. Okay, I think I think I know what's happening. They're, they're used to us calling in. Let's see. Doctor, I think audio call. Let's do audio call. Oh, wait, first I've got to put, hit the little man, create a new group, okay, and put G in it. And uh, let's see, Dr. Bruce Cornett. And let's see if we can put them, I'll have to call me, let's see, but I'll have to call a number. She puts them in the group. Do an audio oh, call. Let's see. Maybe I have to call. Let's see. 
audio and video settings. Janet, can you hear me? Okay, I'm glad I got you. I'm on the radio. Sh- I'm on the radio show. Yeah, can you hear me? All right, I I don't see uh, I don't see Doctor Bruce. Well, people can't hear you. I'm trying to, uh, I've called you on Skype, but I'm trying to get uh, you guys on. I've got to call the number and answer it, I guess. So uh, he says there's no answer. I told him to call direct. Okay, so call call in direct. Let's see. Let me see if I can do this, folks. Add. Let's see. Janet. He says there's no answer. Okay. All right. Bruce. Now, add to group. Done. Now, let's see. Call. Call free. Let me see if I can call into the show. Now. No, I'm trying to. No? Okay, I see. I'm doing something wrong. Okay. Let's see, call. <laughs> All right. That's not working. Okay. Well, hopefully they'll call. Are you on blog talk? I'm on blog talk. And I, I haven't figured out how to call this in from the Skype board into uh, the blog talk. Because we never did that before, right? So call in the 347 Call in on three four seven. Yeah, tell Bruce. He says there's no. Okay. All right. Well. All right. Okay. All right, folks. Uh, it's funny that uh, I just paid a lot of money to make us a twenty-four hour radio show in March. I planned on coming back to work. Uh, I've had uh, my husband died in December 2015, and that threw me on a rocker. And then 2016, I went up and did uh, met Marta in March, and then we got the uh, Global Pyramid Con going with Marta Thomas in Chicago. Then came back down, and uh, my daughter got sick, and I had to move to uh, Gulf Breeze to take care of her while she had real severe cancer. For she lasted about two and a half years, and. Uh, now she passed March 15th, and at 16th after you know after midnight, about 2:03 in the morning. But uh, I'm trying to. Uh, it's been a year, so I figure a year in morning, and now we're returning. Dr. Uh, Bruce Cornett, is that you? Yes, that's me. What's oh, up? Oh, wonderful. Okay, I put the wrong name. You know, there's too many Bruces, Dr. Bruces in the world. I've got. I apologize. To the people in you, but uh, Dr. Cornett, I'm so glad you joined us tonight. We've been so looking forward to uh, talking to you in our ACO club and helping us get organized. Uh, I know we've had Janet and Tommy, but we 
we haven't really thought about bringing people into our alienology and metaphysics and UFO groups, but I thought you'd be the perfect person to help us in the ACO Club for alienologists because you don't only concentrate on the nuts and bolts of the UFOs like Jan Aldrich and all our groups and history uh, buffs out there, but you also go and talk at events about uh, various things and phenomenology and the paranormal and alienology. So can you help us out tonight? I'd like to start. Janet will be joining us from Hawaii. We had a little late start trying to find you guys, and it's all recorded here in the first, so I apologize to you, Dr. Bruce, because it was a little complicated because Janet's in Hawaii, I'm in Florida, you're in Texas, and uh, I bought a 24-hour radio station to include in my Florida location, so I've got two radio stations, as ACO and ACAR, so uh, we're going to do what's called syndication and uh, help all of us in our ACO club, so I'd like you to represent Texas with Tony R. Elliott, but uh, I've got Janet here, but Dr. Bruce, you've been with us on several shows. Would you introduce yourself, please? And then Janet's here. She can introduce herself. Okay. Uh, you can hear me okay? Yeah, your voice sounds very clear. We've got a good co- uh, connection tonight. Okay, good. Um, basically, uh, I am a scientist who has uh, three degrees uh, and including a Ph.D. in geology and palynology. Uh, and my career was, uh, uh, you could say, uh, took a hard right turn back in 1992-93 when uh, I discovered that uh, I was uh, living in an area near a UFO, UAP hotspot called Pine Bush, New York. And... Uh, my background is essentially in, in academia and in the sciences. I worked 11 years in the oil industry and uh, was involved in drilling various oil wells. So my expertise is basically physical science. And uh, I was totally amazed at what I discovered uh, right out in my own backyard in 1992. And uh, this was through the, uh, uh, a, a book called Silent Invasion by Ellen Crystal, who had been, uh, been investigating, atten- making a 10-year study of the phenomena in the area. And uh, <clears throat> I contacted her, and she took me out into the field and showed me uh, things that were going on and that I, as a scientist, could not explain what I was seeing the craft that were flying around us and diving down into the ground and coming out of the ground. And she had said that there's an underground alien base. And uh, <clears throat> I uh, was started a, a, an 11 year uh, field study of the area and was able to document the things that she had said and published that in a book called Unidentified Aerial Phenomena in the Walkville River in, in Hudson Valley, New York. So essentially what I did was uh, sabotage my own career in science because, as we know, uh, the academia does not uh, tolerate uh, studies in UFOs. And 
I fortunately was in a situation where I was supported by my wife at the time who uh, wanted me to take care of her and raise her children while she worked. And uh, since she was making a very good salary, uh, we could uh, make that accomplish that. And so for about uh, 10 years, I was uh, supported uh, by her income as I helped raise her children. And at any rate, that went on for a number of years until about 2003 when I was uh, asked to, uh, uh, if I would want to be in a, a deputy administrator at uh, uh, NIDS National Institute of Discovery Science in Las Vegas. And uh, uh, my wife, Pat, uh, fully acknowledged that and said, this is great for you, your career. But I, what I didn't realize is that was an attempt by the um, intelligence community to pull me away from my research area because I was becoming a threat to uh, exposing a lot of stuff that was going on that they didn't want to be disclosed. At any rate, I received, um, I, uh, I did a, um, a talk at the uh, UFO mega conference in Lachlan, Nevada, uh, last February. And uh, this was uh, two talks, in fact, and one on the, uh, my work in the Walker River Valley of New York. These talks were very well received. And uh, I essentially uh, established that there is something going on that is not of this earth, that is not human, that is existing in the uh, basin, in the uh, Walker River Valley, and is underground. And uh, very few people realize that our... our uh, extraterrestrial uh, visitors have gone underground and uh, living in underground bases and that they are here and and we need to realize that uh, they are available to us to, to recognize them we can acknowledge them and communicate with them. So that is one of the major contributions that Ellen Crystal and I have done with our works, our two books, Silent Invasion and Unconventional Aerial Phenomena. Can you... Thank you, Doctor. And Janet, would you like to introduce yourself, how we all got involved together on this alienology project for our club? Well, um, hi, I'm Janet Carolesson. Yeah, we've got the working with alienology and contact these experiencers and um, all kinds of people all over the planet that are having non-ordinary interactions with the paranormal and uh, other beings. So, uh, Dr. Bruce, we were very interested in what happened, and somebody's breathing really heavy. If you want to back off from the mic, um, that's me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've got. I didn't realize. 
Uh, I've got all kind of different uh, radio show equipment mixed together. Three, three and one. I apologize, Janet. I'll, I'll, I'll mute while you two talk. Okay, sounds good. So anyway, um, I have a um, a website page I put up for uh, for you, Doctor Bruce, for your event uh, at a Laughlin UFO Mega Conference, which was just this uh, last month, Saturday. I guess it starts Saturday, February fifteenth, and it it goes a long time. That's why it's called a Mega Conference, and it ended Saturday, February twenty second. So you were our reporter in the field. You were not only presenting, but you're uh, giving us a uh, review and feedback and telling us what happened, what's new in ufology. Uh, So I want to hand the mic over to you for a while so you can tell us what you learned and uh, tell us about your experiences. So if you want to take it away, Bruce, that'd be wonderful. Okay. I would love to do that. Uh, the conference was a major success. I, um, I learned a lot from listening to the various speakers. There are over 30 speakers at the conference that lasted for about a week. And uh, uh, some of the uh, talks and the speakers uh, pre- presented some amazing information. Um, uh, one of the, the uh, speakers was... <clears throat> Uh, Jordan Maxwell, who uh, is uh, known for his uh, work in uh, ufology, and uh, he gave an amazing uh, conference or talk on the Illuminati. Some of the things he said there were rather uh, startling. Uh, He was absolutely certain that uh, that the... um, The Illuminati has gained control of our world and that there will not be a return of the Messiah. And that was something that he said specifically. In other words, he said that uh, whatever is happening here on Earth is due to our extraterrestrial visitors. They are arranging everything that is happening. And uh, uh, so that was something that most of us were not uh, uh, prepared to accept. There are a lot of people who want to uh, believe that uh, the um, the Hebrew Messiah, uh, Jesus Christ, will return. And what I gave in my talk, second talk on Thursday, the 20th of uh, February was a, um, uh, a evidence that he has returned and he is preparing to make his official um, appearance to the world. He was born on 1 August 1967 to a uh, Jewish virgin and immediately taken up into heaven and my talk let me let me ask you something dr bruce before this is a big thing so i don't want to go too far so uh, and and i I kind of missed what you were saying so you're saying that um what was his name maxwell let me get his name 
I've Jordan Maxwell. Jordan Maxwell, and I've seen him before, and his approach is kind of a cool. I forget what his approach is. What does he go? He kind of goes into conspiracy. Here it is, Jordan Maxwell. Supposedly the Illuminati, this is Jordan's final week of public presentations. Uh, so he's retiring, I guess. Um, right. This and is so his, he's, his last, his last uh, public appearance at the conference. Right, and I saw him about 10 years or so. And so what were <clears> you <throat> saying about the Messiah? See, we have all these different perspectives of the Messiah. I think if you put 20 right. people in a room, you'd have 20 different perspectives. And uh, my research shows that the um, Messiah just means messenger, and there were many messiahs, kind of like what David Icke says, and that the uh, the uh, Jesus was actually Enki. But that's what you spend the whole show doing that, right? And then um, what was he saying, who the messiah was? And he said, I back that up again. Say it for me again. I'm sorry. You broke up when you were saying it, and I didn't quite get what he said. What did what was said, Jordan's perspective on the Messiah? He, he said that there is no Jesus Christ. He never existed, okay. and there he will not return. That so is, what's his logic for that? Line. Besides his opinion, I don't know. what's his logic or he research? Said it was all, he didn't explain he it. it was all part, okay. he, he said it was all part of the Illuminati plot to be able to manipulate mankind, but he he didn't get into the uh, uh, extraterrestrial connection, and that is where my uh-huh. talk came in to show that uh-huh. there was there is an inter um, extraterrestrial uh, connection to that. As a consequence, uh, there is uh, additional uh, possibilities, and these include. Uh, what I experienced and the, r- related in my talk on uh, Thursday, twentieth uh, of February, where I indicated that um, he has been reborn, that the uh, the Revelation chapter twelve that talks about the woman who bore the male child is actually a, a, a truthful statement not a, uh, a mythological or a symbolic representation of Israel, and that this woman did give birth. I actually met her. I helped uh, protect her for seven years, and uh, she is the woman who uh, bore the male child back in 1967. So I pre- provided that information for the um, for the audience, that there really is something that is happening that is unfolding and uh, um, fulfilling prophecy, as we know in Revelation chapter twelve. Okay, so we have. Uh... In other words. So uh, how did how did all this tie in with each? Were, was there a common thread throughout the conference? Uh, how did they tie in with each other? Because um, you know, we, all these stories of Messiah, there's never really been uh, like an absolute proof. He's supposed to come back in the clouds in the sky and for everybody to see all at once. 
if I remember my Bible, and TJ may have things to add to that. And so there's all these things, and I really don't want to go too much into biblical prophecy because we're really focused on ufology, and and that would be that would be a whole show in itself, right? You know, because that's right. very the, controversial. The, uh, Janet, the big problem is that ufology has not been very willing to accept its connection to uh, religion. And uh, there is uh, a a very uneasy uh, relationship between ufology and religion. And there are a number of books and people, even Jacques Vallée got involved in this particular subject. And uh, others have warned about the connection because it has the potential of undermining all our religions if our uh, so-called gods and uh, angels are not who we think they are. Right, and the whole angel thing um, is another whole can of worms, and people have different perceptions of what is an angel, and um, I come from the Anunnaki perspective, and so, you know, it's all... Now, TJ, do you have any comments and questions on what we've discussed so far? Well, uh, yes, Janet. Uh, I've uh, formed the ACO Club uh, to form a community of peers, of people like us, and we three are the perfect example. And Dr. Bruce Cornett, I asked him if he would lead it for us uh, because uh, Tommy uh, is uh, definitely into world religions and taken off on a new direction on his own YouTube channel. But he is in our club. He's just not an officer. So uh, Bruce, uh, I believe, is going to help us with alienology, but also all of our groups with ace folklore, folk life, world religions, and Dr. Bruce has the credentials where people uh, may look up to him in the academia world, like your husband, Dr. Sasha Lesson, Ph.D. in anthropology. So I believe his credentials will help you and I establish in 2020 that disclosure is about all of our reality, and we will make it a truth, each and every one of us, because it's one person and one vote. But uh, here's what I've got, Janet, for our ACO Club community is several projects. Dr. Bruce Cornett is an active member and has recently attended a week-long Laughlin UFO Mega Conference. He is helping us learn about others who are interested in sharing alien contactee groups. He attends a UAP group in El Paso, Texas. Janet Carolesson and Teresa J. Morris have been promoting events since the inception of Stargate to the Cosmos, first show on T.J. Morris ET Radio in April 2012. Now, all three alienologists study not so much the science of the UFOs, but more about how those who have a memory or experience of aliens or people with alien stories, which will be published in the Aliens Among Us series, which Ruth Montgomery and other writers are making into a category with various event managers in the world. We are space advocates and share space with USA, China, and Russia as the present frontrunners. ACO Club will take on a new narrative of members who contribute to our alien contactee sharing stories of alienology. History and narrative will grow to know more in phenomenology. That's always hard for me to say when you read it. Phenomenology and alienology. 
ACO are alien contact organizers who share names in our ACO professional association. Many of us are also in UFO association. I was asking for feedback on the on the what were this topic? Uh, can we? That's um, what I thought I was doing. I'm something. bringing it all together. No, we were That's what about I read up. Jesus, not the not the whole. Uh, Organization. We're just talking about well, that's the, what, the part, that's one what part of the conference. The content it, he, he presented at the UFO conference, which I just mentioned. This is the professional description. So he's a professional okay, that's, speaker. That's, that's, that's something we could read. I don't want to take up the whole show on. Uh, we on always do on the beginning. Organization. Well, it, it's too much. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm bleeding. I'm going to go take care of my finger. I. Uh, I got stabbed when I opened a package. Something was in it sharp. A package? I'll be back later. Well, I opened a package okay. right before, and I got stabbed uh, by something, and I got to go find a Band-Aid. I'm sorry. But I, don't wanna, uh, I wanted uh, to talk about the topic. I'm having trouble staying focused, and I wanted to talk about what we are talking about, which was the conference. I don't want to go into the background. That's what we're doing that's... right now. Okay, well, I'll, I'll come back. Okay, uh, Dr. Uh, McAbee. Um, I see you as an event manager, and uh, whatever topics you discussed is strictly up to you uh, at this conference. So I thought it was uh, very interesting. Uh, But you do realize we're going to have people get very upset about us touching their uh, personal belief systems in our club. But we'll deal with that because we're the managers. So with that said, I've got we enjoy cosmology and are space advocates. American Communications Online is now offering 24-hour audio and video to our members. USA and India have partnered up in our marketing campaign and B2B administration and business information security and historical narratives. So that lets people know who you and I are, and I thought Janet, but she hasn't joined our club yet. (laughs) You think? So hopefully she'll come back, but I do realize, folks, it's going to be hard because all of us have been separate, like Dr. Bruce was trying to explain. So uh, in the past, uh, it was very hard to get our whole life expos and our events around the world to adjust to UFOs. As a matter of fact, in the 1980s, Dr. Bruce, I remember uh, going to the Whole Life Expo and all the way up until the uh, 2000, I went to 1990s, and they wouldn't let the UFO people, they treated them like they had leprosy, you know, at our event. So tell me, I think Janet is really shocked that you presented because uh, she and I were uh, told we had to wait till next year at this Laughlin UFO mega conference by the originator and founder, Bob Brown. So uh, I don't know why this is uh, seemingly hard for her and I, because uh, I grasp what you're saying. I think she she goes from her own Anunnaki story. So uh, you've got to realize you're breaking a shell here. Uh, wow, you know what I'm saying. So uh, continue. What? Uh, how? How was that taken? I, I wasn't going to attach the Lord Jesus Christ because I have a totally different. That's my religion. You know, uh, alien GJ, civilizations GJ. exist. Yeah. GJ, I'm a heretic. I would be burned at stake, okay, for what I'm saying. Basically, that our uh, so called gods and angels are ETs. That's my bottom line. And I wow. discovered through my own personal experience that they are involved in our our uh, scripture in 
creating our scripture, in inspiring our scripture, and leading humans along a path that they want. They're directed, okay? And uh, that this is not about a true God. If, if anything, it's about the Gnostic belief that we are dealing with uh, sub uh, <clears throat> deities that are of, of the uh, so-called uh, demiurge uh, that have been involved and re- responsible for influencing and controlling humans. Now, if you get into the Anunnaki, you're dealing with uh, those very entities with whom I have been involved. And they showed me and indicated to me that they are responsible for all our religious scripture. Now, that is uh, something that most people will not want to accept, as you can possibly realize. Well, Janet and I have had a lot of discussions uh, because her husband's uh, Jewish, I guess. I don't know if he's practicing. I don't think they practice that because they practice polyamory. But uh, they started the World Polyamory Association. So uh, they've been in relationships, counseling, uh, and have been very well known all up and down the coast, uh, Washington, Oregon, California, and been television shows and opened events, and uh, they opened up for Tony Robbins and Deepak Chopra. You know, a lot of people were really into polyamory in the 80s and 90s, but this is 2020, and you are uh, saying things that I've never heard before, and I think that was probably a shock. Did Bob, I, I noticed you sent me some pictures, but none of them had Bob Brown in them. Uh, did you meet Bob Brown? Tell us about Bob Brown, and then we'll come back to this controversial topic, because uh, I agree, alien civilizations exist. I have ace folk life for that reason, but I never put them together saying anything about Jesus Christ, because so many of us believe he walked the planet and he was a real man, and that we have to believe in him because we were not capable of getting ourselves back into space like he did. He I think what J- Janet wanted me to talk about maybe was his ascension because we have the Ascension Center teaching about, you know, your soul ascending from your little spirit like comes down into a body. I don't know if she wanted my psychology or my philosophy, but my religion PJ, is like yours. PJ, yeah. PJ, you have to have the people realize that the Gnostic belief that has uh, been rediscovered based on the Nag Hammond and other types of scripture that has come forth that shows that there was this uh, controversial uh, belief uh, back in the time that Christianity became uh, uh, evolved in the uh, after Jesus died that uh, there is something else going on here and what I was shown is that it is true that there really is uh, other entities that are involved in manipulating humanity and controlling humanity and involving our genetics. And this is very important from the standpoint of where we are headed, that we are not in control. Somebody else is. 
And that's wow, this is going to be an amazing club. <laughs> well, yeah. Dr. Bruce, I, you're in charge right now, so you go for it. Now, you, you got me and Janet already tugging at each other because our beliefs are not exactly the same. But I tugged with Tommy. You know that. So maybe you can be a referee. Right. right. Well, <laughs> you know, the bottom line, the bottom line, TJ, is that I spent seven years living with a, a uh, Anunnaki. The oh. uh, one of the major leaders of the uh, Sumerian uh, civilization. Uh, she was. She told me after she died, she came back to me as Kakra, which means spirit of God, who was worshipped by Isis and Nephthys and Cyrus. That she it was the um, Nin Kursag, the mother of humanity, and that she was uh, responsible for everything that has happened to our civilization today. And uh, now, you you don't have to believe that, but that is what I was told, and I was asked to present this information at the uh, UFO Maker Conference, and I did. You can go to that website and uh, get my DVD of my talk, and it is... uh, the the, um, the audience was totally silenced. You could hear a pin drop, as <laughs> Bob Brown said. They they had their mouths open, and and when I told them that uh, that things that are happening now are part of a fulfillment of biblical revelation, and uh, that is. We are really in that end times right now. And even though most theologians will not accept the idea that the woman in chapter 12 of Revelation, the woman who bore the male child, is not real, she actually was real. She actually uh, was born and went age 17 in 1967 became pregnant, and gave birth to the male child. And that is astounding, uh, that this is really happening right in front of us, and we uh, don't want to accept it. Most people don't want to believe that this is actually happening, and it is. Wow, I got pregnant in 1967, too, Dr. Bruce. I had four girls. but Yeah, I was pregnant, and, and I... I got pregnant in 1967, and I'm doing this work. Yes, I did. I started working from NASA, and I started working for the government May May 10th, 1967, and I've been uh, retired with 50 years and uh, wow. doing this work that I'm was doing, before, and I'm still doing that it. That was before the male child was born on 1 August 1967, and uh, what I presented at my uh, talk was that uh, the biblical prophecy, uh, verse by verse, was fulfilled. And the 1260 days from the time that the male child was born to the time that her protection, the woman's protection, was ended with death, actually. And that uh, it is uh, actually counted from 1 August 1967 to 12 January 
1971. Absolutely. Perfectly. Did Bob Brown uh, know you were going to talk about this? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I told him. That's why he wanted me to talk about it. And he said, said, oh, my God, I can't believe you said all these things. And he said, do you realize (laughs) that the audience was totally dumbfounded and silent? Uh, And I said, yeah, I I couldn't understand why the audience became so silent. He said, yes, (laughs) you could hear the pin drop. And when I said that my uh, my extraterrestrial uh, daughter, uh, Tamara, I showed a picture of her in comparison with me, uh, and we matched perfectly that uh, what I said, Notice that she has an extraterrestrial ET deck, and everybody said, "Oh my God!" You know, right then, and and Sharon. She has an ET what? ET what? ET neck. She has a elongate, narrow neck, a, a royalty neck that is typical of the why uh, uh, many of her ancestors try to elongate their. <laughs> They're not oh, neck there. and the big head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is uh, what many ETs have. Is this elongate neck between their heads? Oh, and their I like my long head. neck. I don't think I'm royalty, but I've always had a long neck, and people would talk about my long neck. Interesting. <laughs> well, you're an interesting oh, character. I, I'm going to have right. to call you not only an intelligent academic. Uh, PhD person, which is where we put our PhDs, because uh, I've got Dr. Ken Johnston I was supposed to get with today in our group to help us separate the veterans, the military, from the civilians, and then from that, the academia, and then from that, the hobbies versus the professionals. So, you know, we've got a lot of work to do in our club, but uh, I don't know where we'll put you, but we're going to have to have one for characters that can make a an event uh, have have a pin drop in the room. How many people were in that room? It wasn't like one or two. It was thirty or forty. I don't know because I've never oh, been yeah. to his, any of his. At least that. At least that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it it, it the, what the most important part of this is that that talk was uh, recorded and it's available on a DVD through the conference for fifty dollars, and you can. Get it, order it, and listen to that talk. Yeah, and it was fifteen dollars or five oh fifty dollars. Fifteen, one. Five. Oh, good, fifteen. That sounds reasonable. Fifty was a little steep, but if you're oh, listening no. to the information and it's a new story on the planet, whether people want to believe it, like you said, you're just putting out the information. You know, you're the don't shoot the messenger, right? <laughs> you're just the I, messenger. You're right, very right. I am the messenger, and I told the audience I was instructed to give this message here at this conference, and that is what I did. I fulfilled my obligation. So, I had a draw to that, too. Janet Carlesson's the one that told me about the Laughlin UFO conference, and uh, so she asked me to put in for it, and I did, and Bob Brown call, never would call me. He kept saying he was going to call me, but he was so busy. But he he chatted with me and said they were interested in me, and then he took my story to the board. So I was like you, 
And then uh, he liked it, but he said that they already had, by the time Janet told me about it, they already had 30 speakers. So I think you were one of the few that got in at the last. I don't know when you put in, but uh, that's just details, folks. That was you know, we August, can only August. That was in August of 19, uh, I mean, 2019 in Albuquerque. Where I gave okay, uh, well, we didn't put in until December there. or something. We put in too late. Right. But he said he would consider us uh, this next year, so maybe – I don't know that we could make a pin drop with our ET stories, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. And so I told Jay Allen Heineck I'd take over all this work, and I'm working with all the uh, Secret Invisible College, which you know about with Jan Aldrich and Dr. Bruce McAbee, and oh, uh, it was Don Berliner. But now, oh, yeah. wow, you have now. But you talked two times. But this story is life changing. I mean, you were you were you could have been shot because that affects. Well, you saw how Janet wanted me to talk. She was shocked, I think, but she wanted me to talk about Jesus Christ. I don't know what she wanted from me. So I was trying to say, well, this is what we're doing with this club, and I asked him to come and talk and all that tonight. You know, you were going to be on hers Tuesday, so she'd already know about your shocking revelation. But uh, anyway, she'll be back DJ, because uh, DJ. yeah. What the audience needs to realize, I'm writing this book. I have most of it completed, and it will be published this year probably. Is that if you listen to my talk and all the slides, I go through all the evidence. Now this is what is so outrageous and crazy. I am the father of the male child, and Bonnie is the mother of the male child. Now, so in this were, reality, you're like Joseph. You, you're saying you're like yes. no wait. Joseph wasn't the real dad, though. There was no real dad because he was case, conceived by the God. Real dad because my DNA is part of combined with that of Bonnie's DNA is okay. uh, created. The male child, okay? What happened so, to the child? Yeah. You said it went to heaven already? It was taken along with his identical twin sister. He has a sister. And I met them on 20, uh, no, what is it, 23 October 1994 over my bed in, uh, in Red Bank, New Jersey when they appeared and uh, told me basically that they are my children. Wow, you're going to make my so, story sound vanilla. <laughs> I thought I had a good story. You got me beat. Uh, well, what did Bob think about this story you told? My gosh. He, he, said, he realized that I had to tell the story. I had to get it out. And after the talk, he said, this is going to be a talk that will live. In history, it will be more and more <laughs> popular uh, as people realize what it signi signifies, and that the, the biblical prophecy is coming true, and it's not the way theologians have interpreted it. It's different, but it is real. 
Well, you're exactly right. Everything that we have in writing started back with the fired clay tablets, and we know Sumerian, and they've been trying to take out, they call, they blame us Westerners and us Americans and bombing all that stuff in Iran and Iraq or starting all that war to get rid of the Anunnaki and all the Sumerian stuff, right? We, they didn't want us to know, and they were destroying all our artifacts and all the history, so all this couldn't be known, you know, but now... You've taken on a whole new narrative, a whole new twist. So I think our club needs to have a byline that says, don't shoot the messenger now. <laughs> God. Thank you. Thank wow. you very much. Yeah, that is exactly <laughs> my sentiment on this, that I am saying wow. that he was born in August 1st, 1967. He is now 54 years old. From what I have learned, he has been taking part in different cultures and different nations around the world because if he is the Messiah, think about this. He, his knowledge of uh, our human civilization back 2,000 years ago is not relevant. He had to learn about everything that is going on in this world today. He had to visit every continent, every civilization, every culture, in order to learn what he has, has to learn, in order to rule over the earth. That's the bottom wow. line. Wow. Well, if it's the same one in my memories, in my DNA, then he, the one that was the original Jesus Christ said over on the pyramid, uh, I was a 12 year, his 12-year-old daughter that put her hand in stone and uh, this is a memory in my head, and I remember it like yesterday. But it would co- coincide with all my history in my head. And uh, in France, and the uh, uh, I don't know if it's Merovingians or the uh, uh, oh, the people. It's all about world religions. But this was the Jesus story. So I don't know that Jesus that Janet wanted me to. T- I apparently didn't say what she needed me to say. What she was thinking. But the Jesus story, there's so many in our world religions, especially Christians. You know that. They say there's five different uh, Jesuses or seven. You hear all kind of Jesus stories. But now we've got a new one that's more up to date, that's current. So it's, it's just another Jesus story. But, you know, it really affects people when you're a real true believer. So you've got to remember now, We're I don't know how you're going to say we're Folklorists, historians, uh, don't shoot the messengers. Got to be a whole new category for people that speak at events and make instead of clapping, they all drop their jaw. <laughs> right. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know what we're going to do with this. Uh, this is a whole new right. reality. Most people are not prepared. Most people are not prepared for this because no. the theologians have missed missed the the, uh, the the mark. They have. Fail to recognize what the Revelation Scripture says, and amazingly, Bonnie, who I lived with for seven years exactly, she fulfilled all that Scripture in the 17 verses of chapter 12 perfectly, and uh, including the two periods of protection. That's what my book is going to present, and what my talk you can get a preview of what is happening by getting that DVD from the uh, UFO mega conference 
uh, store, and uh, it's only $15, and you will be shocked to find out that this is really happening. Well, right that's now. the day it oh, happened, right. so it's it's a memorial. Uh, what do they call those? You know when it's a memorable uh, DVD or CD because it it was recorded exactly when it was happening live. Uh, so it, it becomes like those coins they serve, like the U.S. Mint. They'll commemorate a date, and so your right. date, with, with Bob. Uh, somehow you need to. He needs to fix it with that date in starting that. Uh, here in 2020, we started a whole new revelation, a whole new and reality. It on, and it was on 20 February, too. 20, 20, 20. Whoa. Well, so you know, and I'm trying to pull of, all this uh, together. Right. Yep. And I'm trying to pull all this together for our ACO club. But uh, And I hope Janet comes back because it ties. I was going on alienology. All three of us were alienologists. But uh, is this an alienologist story? It depends on your well, well, filters. Yeah. I, I'm not too thrilled with the term alienologist it sort of sounds like we're aliens ourselves that we're <laughs> believing that okay well should we and, do extraterrestrialist uh, I don't know because I've got ET entertainment but I call it entertainment uh, so I can get away with it on the radio versus, but education now we have Ascension Center Education and Janet and Dr. Lesson follow all their radio shows under education I follow mine under science and entertainment and paranormal so, uh, and I've got Lon Strickler that's joined me with Phantoms and Monsters or something like that. And he has, I don't know, over 70,000 followers, but he's joined me for the paranormal and Bigfoot kind of stories. But what it, this is world religion at a new level but here in America, but it's event religion. I don't know. What, what, what did Bob Brown tell you? Is he going to have. Uh, a venue, what do they call it? A niche genre for whatever this is? Is it a, is it history? Is it no, uh, folk no, life? I, I, what is I it? I have my DVD now. You can uh, buy it and listen to my talk. And the audience was totally raptured, literally, by what I said, because nobody believed at that time that biblical prophecy could be fulfilled. In our time, literally. Well, yeah. People. <laughs> I'm. Yeah. A, I feel like I'm an oracle, but I do. You know, I get visions. I, I'm a remote viewer. You know, I see things, and then I have out of body and near death experiences. But all that's normal to me because I experience it firsthand. You but, but, experience but most, this firsthand. Most, right, but most people are totally unprepared and unaware that this stuff is real. And one of the things I wanted to talk about, which with Janet and you, was a talk by Deep Prasad, who uh, gave an amazing talk. He's very young, and he's considered to be the new Einstein in terms of his uh, IQ. And uh, he gave a talk that just totally blew me away. He, He basically said that... Uh, we have to give up on the idea of Francis Bacon and the scientific method that everything that is happening around us, all the paranormal and the un- supernatural 
is real. It's not supernatural. It's not paranormal. It is part of our reality. And we need to. Well, we're on the hour, so maybe Jane, it'll come back. So uh, we'll have this recording for the last hour on uh, the speakers. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know what I was supposed to do, defend Jesus maybe, because J- Janet is likes the Anakaki, and I don't know if she believes Jesus walked the earth or not. I happen to. You know, I'm a big uh, Protestant, uh, universal life pastor kind of chick. TJ, TJ, in my experience with Kara, which is the spiritual name of my late wife, Bonnie, yeah, she that's the one I had too. She took me back to Calvary, and I experienced what Jesus experienced on the cross. I literally Whoa. was there and experienced everything he did. That's why I know he really did exist. Okay? Wow. And the scripture is absolutely factual. So uh, this is something very important, and I've also... Uh, been taken back to the uh, baptism of Jesus in the River Jordan by uh, John the Baptist. So I know all of that existed, and it really did happen. Either that or okay, now that makes sense. Yeah. Now see, I can accept that because I believe in reincarnation and past life experiences, and I have a lot of them myself. So does Janet back in the day, way back then during Sodom and Gomorrah, and the, the big uh, nuclear holocaust. And then we also have Vishnu from India, and I've teamed up with India for uh, the plasma guns and things like that that they could do. So actually, we're giving a whole new twist to uh, reality based on historical events. But we have reincarnations and remote viewing and living past lives. This is a whole, it's all these different things sort of coming together to be something. But we've got to find a name for it. I don't know, a new reality, writing history, rewriting history, a new no, reality. I don't know. Call it, again, just call it the truth. <laughs> well, place. that's fleeting. Everybody has their own truth. It's getting them to vote yes, together. This, this is bigger. <laughs> than anything that anybody has previously conceived, that uh, we really are in a, in a time when disclosure is revealing things that most of us would not have previously accepted or believed. Well, I was given revelations as an oracle or prophetess, if you want, about the Ascension Age. And anything that came after 12-21-12 is just a bookmark, but we keep changing the date forward because people kept waiting for some big revelation. And, of course, they're going to have to prove it to themselves if they weren't there, or either it will carry on a new world religion or a historical uh, truth or a uh, revelation in uh, Ace Folk Life, which we have folk life historians. You know, we have groups, society that meet folklore, folk life, Metaphysics, Invisible College, we got so many of these. So I guess you're going to have to write a new topic for this yourself and own it and uh, get with Bob because you presented it at his event. And will he allow oh, yeah. us to make a, oh, yeah. do it again? He's, he's out there on the uh, uh, vanguard, the edge of a new science right now with what I presented. Uh, I just hope that my talk will uh, 
you know, it's people will say, you got to listen to this. Listen to what he said. Because when my book comes out, it will be, uh, you know, earth-shaking, uh, basically, that uh, the uh, Revelation chapter 12 has been fulfilled. And in the sequence of events, chapter 12 is only, uh, let's see, um, it's um, six verse uh, chapters before 19, chapter 19, when the alleged Messiah will make his appearance known to mankind. So we're very close to that point in time when things are going to change radically on earth. Well, I just called Janet, and as usual, her poems won't answer, bless her heart. Uh, she's she's an author, folks, and I, as am I, as is Dr. Bruce Cornett. So we all write books. I have Authors Club Organization, also a part of the ACO. I use ACO for American Communication Online, Ascension Center Organization, Alien Contact Organization, and I have ACE Invisible College, ACE Metaphysical Institute, and we have Ascension Center Ohana with Tommy Hawksblood because he strictly wants to do his story about Jesus and his truth, and he does it on his own channel now, Hawksblood One. Janet has her own channel and her own Vimeo from her Stargate to the Cosmos uh, people that spoke on her Vimeo channel. You can catch her stories uh, on Vimeo from the Stargate to the Cosmos. Now, Dr. Bruce Cornett has uh, started with Dr. Bob Brown to present his new revelation and uh wow i'm just starting to bring mine all together about my ascension age and working and meeting dr bruce uh i mean dr well i haven't met dr bruce mackaby but i've had him on my show a few times but he agreed to help me with the aco alien contact tour but dr bruce cornett you can work with me on extraterrestrial and et stories uh i never liked alien either i always went et but everybody was favoring alien con uh events because people like the name Alien. But I'm all for doing ET events, extraterrestrial events, and Cosmos Origin events. And uh, we have Cosmos Expo. So maybe we'll do a Cosmos and have Cosmology, Phenomenology, uh, Alienology, Ufology. I don't know what it is. But we need an extra extraterrestriology, <laughs> the study of extraterrestrials. Uh, I don't know, folks. We'll figure it out. TJ. Yes. They're non-human. They're non-human. Okay? Non-human. They're not us. They're somebody else, and they are intelligent. Probably much more intelligent than we are. Okay? Well, what are we going to call That's the study? The it's, it's not going to be... It, they won't recognize it in arts and sciences, uh, in, in, or, or course, even theology. Of course they're maybe. not going to recognize it because of... of uh, ego and, and narcissism and the idea that we are the center of the universe that we are the most important of God's creation that concept is still uh, alive within our uh, psyche and our uh, institutions so just that's the problem we can't recognize uh, that we are not the top dog Somebody is above us, more intelligent. 
Well, Janet, me, and Dr. and Bob Brown are all ACO event managers, but I'm going to promote him with UFO events because that's what people call it. But you're a different kind of speaker, Dr. Bruce. Uh, I don't know to call you a historian, an alienologist. we got to come up with a whole new thing because you're rewriting. Uh-huh. We're authors. But, I mean, it sounds funny, but wow. Uh, because I, I can't just say this is an author or this is a historian, or this is a ufologist, or an alienologist, I really feel it's something else. I don't know what it is yet. It's not crypto, cryptids like paranormal. It's not cryptozoology. You know, it's not phantoms. Uh, it's a new strain well, of knowing, uh, but well, only you uh, know it well, until well, you and... and that, uh, the Prasad talked about a very young... Uh, a genius uh, talked at our conference about was that things are going to change. We have to accept that things that are paranormal and supernatural are real, that our concept based on uh, the scientific method is flawed, and that we have to begin to accept that even dreams are real, but not just imaginations in our brain that things like that actually are happening and once we begin to understand that all of this uh, paranormal stuff is not uh, just can't be swept away and dismissed that it is actual factual material that is appearing to people then we can begin to understand what it's our telling, reality really is. Well, I believe that things change, and that's I've always written about that in newspapers, even back in weekly newspapers in Ohio County, Kentucky. But uh, you know, you came down here in '94 and started this UFO business, and uh, with that uh, guy. Uh, Anyway, you were here, uh, Hoagland and Richard Hoagland and the Moon. Wasn't that in 1994 oh, yeah. right. in Gulf right. Breeze? Right. Well, what what did y'all call that event? Um, so, uh, all about the Moon, and now you're starting a whole new one with Bob Brown, cutting edge something. I, I thought it was a UFO event. Well, That's what he was famous the, for. Yeah, Hoagland has been bypassed for the most part. But he is still his information and what he's contributed to our understanding of, uh, of the moon and Mars. It's very real, okay. And um, I'm, I'm amazed at what he accomplished back then, and I am privileged to have been part of it. And uh, he was my mentor at that time. He uh, educated me on things that, as a scientist, most People, most scientists would have rejected and thought were crazy, but he showed me the data, the evidence, and I was totally blown away by what he presented to me. But unfortunately, at the same time, I was being exposed to supernatural, paranormal stuff that would ultimately take me away from him and uh, send me on a different uh, pathway and would also be very different from my uh, educational career in academia. So, uh, 
Well, I don't know what. You're going to have to start your own group because uh, all these groups I've got is like on Facebook. They have a new commercial they keep showing me about kazoo groups and let me know they have a group for everything in the commercials because we all are individually. CJ. Yeah. Yeah. Too many groups. Too many. Too much division. Yeah. You have to get a, a consolidation and bringing together. The, the various viewpoints of people uh, into uh, one or two major groups. Otherwise, it's just going to be dispersed, and nobody is going to uh, accomplish anything. Well, you do that. That's a that's a, a daunting task. That's a God task. I've got God-like. Uh, I've got to call out to God-like people because I was a Wayne Dyer fan, and he's dead now. Uh, from cancer like my daughter did so everybody's crossing over but they say well dead isn't real now because it's just going to another realm of existence in the spiritual plane you know so we got to find uh what what is all this and wayne dyer told me uh just do i am uh god teacher because i i was in uh hawaii and we went to the same mensa group when I was over working for Department of uh, DOD, Department of Defense, Department of Navy, and then under OPM, Office of Personnel Management, and I worked in business and information security, and I did personnel information security, but then I broke off and started two corporations, one profit and one nonprofit. So they asked me, I was on television uh, with my, it was in the local newspaper in Hawaii, and they asked me to come uh, to that, and I followed him. I listened to all his tapes, like your tape you made. So Wayne Dyer helped me uh, figure out how to do what I'm doing now in motivational speaking and self-help. But, you know, you're presenting a whole new thing, so I don't know. It's not motivational speaking, and it's not group uh, consolidating, but if you want to try to bring – the thing is people's thoughts separate them, just like we're an individual. But he said, I am that I am. It was God in all of us, but he believed in God too. You know, there's always something more. So you're still talking about the something more is God, but you're saying we need to take all these groups and consolidate them. That'll, I don't know, Dr. Bruce. You said it. Maybe that's your job. All consolidation right. organization. <laughs> right. There are just too many ET groups out there. Now uh, we have information that there are thousands of ETs, so alleged ETs, visiting Earth. Now, how can you demonstrate that or document that? The bottom line is we need to get some sort of a solidarity, a singularity about what is happening to us on Earth. Uh, And uh, realize, uh, as Deep uh, Prasad said, that uh, all of this is part of the same phenomenon. We are not separate from the paranormal. We are part of the paranormal. So he's saying our part is going to, the extraterrestrial part is going to become normal? <laughs> yes. <laughs> While we're crossing the, the edge of uh, glory of the extraterrestrial uh, universe to universe. We call that the brain, B-R-A-N-E, in uh, quantum physics. And uh, the singularity is the all-existence of what happens before the Big Bang. So there's a quest among scientists 
in the world to uh, explain, because uh, you say, okay, we accept the Big Bang. You know, we accept the Drake equation, you know, and there's a lot of things we accept. But that doesn't mean you can prove it, but they still call it science. So we're going to say quantum physics is the edge of what we're doing with extraterrestrials. Now, I don't, I don't know that name you're citing, that man, but Janet wrote it up for us, folks, on Aquarian Radio. She's been my good friend before all this, and she and I have a story to tell of extraterrestrial uh, passion, synchronicity, and how Dr. Bruce came into our life. But the reason uh, Dr. Bruce got in touch with me, which was so shocking, we were talking about the same man, Tommy, and didn't even know it, because I didn't know Bruce knew Tommy. So I'm on a synchronicity, supernatural study of behavior, and why people, if they're meant to meet and do a quest, like Dr. Bruce here and I, for the ACO Club, is... uh, why did we meet? But we haven't met yet. Right. So exactly. uh, Bob Brown Why is part of that. Yes. We're all connected here. This is all part of a bigger uh, plan that is being unfolded before our eyes. And Somebody's uh, orchestrating I'm, it, though, because it's too coincidental that you came into my life and you knew Tommy well, all those years in New Jersey. He never right. brought you for yeah. eight years on my show. Eight years, Dr. Bruce. And then you pop up out of nowhere, and you didn't even know I was talking about Tommy, and I didn't know you were talking about Tommy. We were both talking about I was, Tommy. I was, I went out in the field with Tommy, and we were there with uh, Brian uh, Williams and out on uh, in Pine Bush together. So back in '95, '96, uh, we were very close at that point, and we didn't realize what was happening uh, to us other than that we were experiencing all of these unusual craft that were flying around us in in the night sky and documenting them. Well, then the ETs had to bring us back together because you're back in my life being like the leader with the Ph.D. in the study, and you were the one that got chosen, not Tommy, not Janet, not me. But you, by Bob Brown, uh, Bob was very nice. I've got lots of emails from him. I'm I'm sort of uh, wondering, uh, is this really uh, what is happening right now, that I am being chosen? My God. You were chosen. uh, Bob Brown chose you. For a lot of things so far, and my point is that uh, I don't know where this is going to lead. I do need more instruction from whoever is you know the uh, the administrators or the uh, uh, the producers of this show. Something is going to have to happen. That is going to. Well, be I went more up directed. with Jesus. I went up with Jesus, but Jesus brought me from Gulf Breeze, where you started '94. So I was tracking why they had a tornado chase me out of my house and bring me down to Gulf Breeze, and my daughter, other daughter uh, that's alive, said she'd come get me and bring me down here for Christmas. But by the time the tornado hit, it, she couldn't get up there fast enough, and the tornado chased me out. I threw my stuff in my van, left all my books, all my government uh, papers so I could get a job down here, all kind of stuff 
left in Kentucky to get down here, and then they take me off of the beach here in Gulf Breeze to see Jesus on a spaceship. Now, how crazy is that? That's well, crazy. I've had a number of people that I've met uh, in the uh, abduction phenomena who have uh, allegedly met Jesus aboard spaceships. Now, how would that happen? <laughs> no, okay. no way. I thought I made that story up. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought mean, it was just a folklore. I mean, is he in every place at the same time? I don't know. All I can say is what I have been told and that I have been shown about uh, the, the, the uh, individual that allegedly is my son based on DNA that was born to a 17-year-old a Jewish virgin and replicating the uh, uh, Mary birth back in uh, the time that Jesus was born. And we are going over this again. It's happening again. And that's Jeez. the thing to realize. Well, I wonder how many people are like me that think they're the Jesus' daughter and then, I, and then I went to meet him on a spaceship and now... This is nuts. These stories, folks, you you just can't make them up. I mean, you have to live them over in your mind and in your dreams and be reality. It just doesn't make yep, sense. Yep. That's what I'm chasing. But, but, I, but have you been called thing. crazy? I've never been called crazy yeah. except by my family. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My family even told me I'm crazy. Or, uh, I believe okay, me. well, we'll but start a crazy. Thing, almost yeah, crazy. Yeah, start, start crazy. <laughs> but the bottom line crazy. Is, that the Jesus uh, icon or symbol or uh, archetype is important to humanity. That yeah, is apparently. It's in our archetypes, important. in our DNA, in our memories, in our out-of-body experiences. So I guess we're going to define a way to speak to each other and communicate our deepest secrets because that was a secret. But, you know, I've tried to explain it, what it's appeared to me, you know, because I couldn't understand if I was in my body or out. So it starts feeling like my Bible stories. That it's All of a sudden I had a new reality in my head of what it means, like in the Bible, to say whether I was in body or out, I cannot tell. Because you really can't tell. You're with Jesus, and it's in reality, but it's on a spaceship. And because you've taken from this reality, I, I can't explain it. It just... I know I left my body on the beach, and I've dropped my phone, and I've got that on YouTube. I, I was putting up my daughter, and she was dying, right? So she had cancer, so we went out to the beach. And God, and we, she's very much more a God-Jesus person than me, so why didn't they take her? Maybe they did. They took her whole body. But they uh, took me up, and you can see the UFO cloud and a Mercedes sign and a big hand and a cloud pointing to the UFO. And then I'm showing that, and then they uh, take me, and the phone drops. I'm in the middle of a conversation, <laughs> and I go see Jesus. So maybe that's my story goes with your story, which is crazy, well, but okay. Well. It's not crazy. It's it's part of the uh, the archetype, the um, symbolism that is happening that is relevant to everyone. Now, how in the world can my experience relate to the rest of the world? I mean, I mean, imagine <laughs> me discovering that uh, that my I I may have 
given uh, uh, DNA to the new male child before I even uh, lost my virginity. And, and it was, he was born to a virgin, a 17-year-old Jewish virgin in 1967. How in the world can that be related to everything else other than that this is a miracle, this is unexplainable, this is amazing, and that we have to begin to realize that God works in mysterious ways, very mysterious ways. So don't uh, discount anything. When okay, well, I've got, I've got to believe you because I know that my story sounds crazy. And I accept that, but I'm a Jesus Christ believer, and I know I was taken up on a spaceship or what looked like a spaceship to me, but uh, I, I, I know I sound crazy, so, you know, we'll just have to deal. I guess that's God and Jesus' plan. Either they exist or they don't. So you, you come up to whether you believe in God or you don't. You believe in Jesus or you don't. You believe in extraterrestrials well, how, and how, angels how, or you don't. Right. How do you affect millions, billions of people? At the same time, uh, other than to uh, giving them hope for their own salvation, that is the key, that they all have hope. Well, yeah, because I just about lost it. I was losing it because my daughter had cancer and was going to die. You know, and here he's got me watching her walk down the ocean or the water hitting the beach and takes me. And tells me to keep doing what I'm doing for the, you know the ascension age, and I'm like, right. okay. I, but I had, I don't... A, I had con- contact with a very unusual person, a very special person called Ralph Meany, and I, I, uh, I was amazed that he contacted me out of blue back in the 90s, and he told me that in 1970 he won the Daytona 500 as a rookie. He won the Daytona 500 race. And wow. I was amazed. I mean, it's there. He, he did it. And then he told me how he was abducted multiple times. And on one of his uh, uh, appearances aboard an alien ship, he saw Jesus. He saw him. Wow. The There's okay. somebody else that says that on the planet? Yes, and then oh my gosh! Uh, so this this really affected me. I said, "Wow, this is a, a major of, event, you know, uh, something that has an archetype of uh, that is universal to everybody, that it affects everybody, that is connected to everybody, that we are all interconnected as one, and that's what the ETs have been telling us time and time again." That we are all one with God. Okay? So we are not separate and individual. We are one with the uh, source. And that is what he told me. Uh, Ralph Meany told me about the amazing things that happened to him. About the case when he was driving in, in a uh, friend's, uh, uh, I think it was, a, uh, what is it, one of the sports cars. Um, that uh, he was driving along, and he told his friend, I've just been told that you need to stop before you get to this intersection. There's going to be a car that goes through the intersection. And uh, he uh, didn't listen to him, and they had a, a, a collision. 
The car was totally destroyed. His friend survived, and he just drive, uh, survived. But the car was totally dis- uh, uh, disintegrated in the collision. And then on another case, he was uh, in the uh, uh, preparing for the uh, one of his races, and one of the engines was on a uh, tackle uh, that was being lifted above to put it into the car, and he uh, was too close, and the, the uh, chain broke, and the engine fell on his foot. And they ran to him and pulled the, the, uh, the engine off, and he was not injured at all. In other words, he was protected. Something told him that he was protected. That's why he contacted me, that he could not be injured. And I thought this, Wow. This is crazy. Who's going to believe that? That uh, that the uh, a winner of this 1970 uh, uh, five, 500 race uh, has uh, protected by God, and literally he was. Well, that's the way I feel. God's uh, brought me back, I guess, because you don't, I don't know any other word for it. It's got to be God. But they send these angels down or these beings to pull me up and when I die and reincarnate me in this same reality. So I have all these memories, but not just in this reality, in prior realities and then in my dreams. And then they give me ways to understand how it all works. But to me, right. in this reality, if you separate your inside the matrix reality that you're programmed with uh, academia, you know, economics, uh, government, spirit, I don't know if you can even count spirit, but at least uh, the, the main uh, institutions that run the matrix inside what reality uh, we all create together, what I see and what I believe and what I know in my head is different. But I'm okay with that because I always thought I was just different. But, you know, you couldn't talk about it. But now I've got to accept that it sounds crazy, but I guess I'm going to tell my truth too. I guess we're going to have to be brave and just say don't shoot the messenger because uh, I've gone through too much pain. in Not dying, dying's easy, but coming back is hard. And going on and continuing missions is hard. Because you're going to sound crazy, you know, if you share right. your miracles and your supernatural, right. you're just going to sound crazy because we're already programmed right. to believe there's only one narrative, whether it's right. uh, Gabriel. You know, Angel Gabriel gets all the credit for starting uh, all the religions, basically, uh, the Muslim religion, right. you know, so uh, – I don't know if you want to say my – I know my Jesus wasn't an angel. He was Jesus because of the knowledge in my head. And the angels came to and saved me on the planet, you know, when I died. I know the difference right. between angels and Jesus, and you got to experience right. it. Otherwise, it's just a belief, right? So you have to experience right. it. So if you experience that, I know it sounds crazy, and people don't have to believe it. You know, but they've got to experience it. But you know how the world religions get uh, said, like you said, the word truth, or it's in your heart, right? You feel right. it. So how are we going to deal with that with our people? Are we going to keep doing a re- weekly radio show or not? What are we going to do now? I don't know. 
Uh, this is uh, something that is evolving right now. And, well, uh, Janet won't even come to... back. Janet's going to say she cut her finger and didn't, you know, she wasn't enjoying herself because she always tells me don't do commercials. That wasn't a commercial. That was a reality of why I thought the three of us came together to create this. But she didn't join my Patreon.com ACO club, you know. You did. She didn't. And here we are going, yeah, we know it sounds crazy, but we don't know. But Bob Brown believed in you, and he's been doing uh, events how many years? How many years? He's your best endorsement. Right. Uh, The conference I participated in was the second UFO Mega Conference. So it's just maybe, uh, you know, a couple years that he started. Oh, I was talking about he started the original. You do realize he started the original UFO business back with Stephen, uh, Wendell Stevens. Remember Wendell Stevens? Wendell Stevens and and, uh, Zuccolos, Giorgio Zuccolos. He had him on his staff, too, at one time. Giorgio Zuccolos. You told me that. No, Now, now listen, folks, I've never met uh, Wendell Stevens that I can recall and I haven't met Giorgio Sukalos, but I wrote about his hair and told uh, the History Channel people if you know if it was me. Or I just said it on my radio show, but they got hold of it and used it for a campaign with uh, us seeing ourselves go through Giorgio Sukalos' hair. So people do listen to my radio show. They really do and take my advice. But, you know, uh, it's crazy. I did that little Geico when I was, had Geico insurance, and they were running a uh, campaign this is a true story about uh, having a mascot or something for Geico, and I used government employee insurance company and uh, told the girl, I was I remember I was in a big Walmart, I was driving a big truck, and she said uh, that she was participating in the campaign that only the employees could enter, and I couldn't enter it. And I told her, well, I lived in Hawaii, and every time I think of Geico, I think of Gecko. And she said, what's that? I said, it's like a little lizard with little sticky things, and but uh, Geico, so uh, you put in for it. And she said, well, I don't know. If... I said, just put in for it. She said, well, I'll tell my boss when he comes by. And he walked by the desk going to lunch. She said, well, wait a minute. I said, catch him, catch him if he's going to lunch. So she did, and uh, the story came back to me, because uh, she, she was my insurance person, that him and him went to lunch, and they put it on a napkin, and they liked it. So the little green gecko. So we, I know, but I've had others, too. I've had them where they put, uh, I went driving a truck, and I wanted, uh, back in the day when they had my grandma alive, she uh, would buy uh, frozen apples, and they were real expensive, and I'd eat them all, and I feel bad now, but I wanted some frozen strawberries in my cereal, and I went to this uh, company back in the 80s or 90s. Now, anyway, we were uh Anyway, all I did was tell them they could do it, tell them how to do it. And this guy came back to me, and he said, I talked, I talked that idea to the owner of a – or they went to some meeting when I came back, and they said, we're going to do it, and you're, you're going to be rich. I said, I don't want nothing for that. It's just an idea. He said, well, you can't just walk away from that. They accepted. I said, well, you collect the money if there's any money involved for an idea. But I've helped people all over with ideas. But I'm going to tell you, Bruce – this is your idea and your story, but Bob Brown is your best endorsement because he believed enough to put you in front of people. I just put you on the radio. You know what I'm right. saying? That's so you, you you think Bob Brown because 
Now, Janet can come back or not, because if this is a movement, I call it the Ascension Age, because Jesus and God's involved, but in Ascension. But you can define it any way you want to. I don't know the name for it. Maybe we can all, like you said, consolidate it and make it some big cutting edge with singularity, which you said, and my idea of brains, B-R-A-N-E, in between the universes, which... Now, I have been quoted in a book in China because of the dot theory. Teresa J. Thurmond, I don't think they used Morris. They may have. But uh, they they quoted me and put me in educational academia books. I bet, uh, and I'm proud of that. So I started the uh, with math, teaching them the dot theory. And then uh, I wrote the book, Knowing Cosmology. Now, tell everybody what's the name of your book, because you're on to something. Right. Uh, the one about UFO, uh, about unconventional aerial phenomena in the Hudson and Walthill River Valley of New York. It's on Amazon, and you can get it for $25, or you can get the uh, Kindle version for about just under $10. And uh, view it And uh, I wholly recommend Those who want to see proof That this phenomena This paranormal phenomena The ET phenomena is real uh, Get my book Or read my Kindle version Online Thank you Well we'll use this and put it on Our ACO club We've got acoclub.app And we're going to make it an app It costs me money but I've got Uh you know, there's ways to make apps for people to listen to our radio shows. And I just spent another 100 or 200 uh, on Spreaker and on uh, Cirrus Streamer, live streaming, uh, so I can have a 24-hour radio show. But I don't know if I can handle it. I'm going to have to have some people, uh, Dr. Bruce, that want to tell stories, you know. Because uh, I'm not going to play music. we got a local uh, brick-and-mortar uh, that plays jazz. <laughs> I heard about 20-plus talks at the UFO Mega Conference, and any of those people, I could contact and have them on your show, okay? 24 hours a day, though? We're going to run it. Okay. Well, you be in charge of your conglomerate. What would you call it? Not conglomerate. You called it uh, all consolidating. You want to consolidate. Right. Uh, the, I mean, the fewer the shows, the more audience you're going to get, and they're going to know how to find it, okay? I mean, the, one of the problems is that if you are too diverse, people are not going to know what to listen to or where to go to contact. You have to have one show with a variable uh the speakers and topics too. Yeah. Well, the uh, uh, in the radio the- business, they make me stick with uh, one. Uh, I can't explain it unless you're in the radio business. But this company makes me only have ACO Radio. Uh, they've established it in all the electric. Uh, I can't. It's hard to explain in the radio business in Florida. They won't let me change from ACO. But now with Spreaker, I've got ACIR radio. So I've already got two ACO radio stations. ACO is fine. There's no problem. Yeah, good. Okay. ACO radio. To, uh, uh, you know, get that out there and uh, advertise. Okay. 
and, but let people know this is a show to tune into. That's all. Okay? All right. Well, it's going to be controversial talks, I guess, uh, or crazy talks. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people listen to that, okay? They like that okay. type of information, okay? I mean, well, will you, you have the, uh, the female Art Bell, okay? Female Art Bell, I like that. That sounded cool, that rhyme, female Art Bell. That would be, I thought, but I thought that was George Nury. Oh, but he's not a girl. <laughs> and I was interviewed. I was interviewed at uh, the uh, UFO conference in February in Lockwood by uh, George uh, George Knapp. Really? And, uh, I've never met him. He seems her. like a nice guy. Is he nice? Yeah, Did he you is. like him? Oh yeah. I've never yeah, met he's, him. He's awesome. He, he's awesome. Really? He's, he's awesome. He's a George Story on on the coast to coast. So they're all together, and I was very privileged to uh, have them interview me. Uh, I gave them a copy of my book, signed, and, and, and uh, uh, so he uh, hopefully will take a look at it and realize that there's something important here. So, You know, George we'll Nury has come down here. He, he's part of the Gulf Breeze Metaphysical Group. Uh, my girlfriend uh, that helps me, and I help her, uh, we do the metaphysical groups down here in the uh, Panhandle, and her name's Marsha, and it, her last name's hard to say, Boussarhaney, B-O-U-S-S-A-R-H-A-N-E, but she paid him uh, back then. It was only $1,500 in the hotel and stuff. But remember when you came down and then uh, back in 94, but I don't know what, uh, she's been doing events for years, but she paid for him to come down and speak. So uh, he knows this area in the panhandle because he's been down here. And you met him. Right. And she met him. She paid him to come down and, for our metaphysical groups. So he's not opposed to metaphysics, or uh, but he's gone sort of spiritual or uh, cutting edge. I've heard him sound as sort of Jesus spiritual too, right? On out of body near death, well, people like me. Well, you're talking about George Knapp or George Nury? Oh, I'm talking about George Nury. Who are you talking right. about? I, I thought I've not had I've not had any personal contact with George. I don't know why, but ever since uh, he took over for Art Bell, uh, I was on Art Bell's once with uh, Richard Hoagland, and that was it back in the nineties. And I've so at least you got to be on. Uh, now, our yeah. Bill was a friend of mine on Facebook, and he would write to me and talk to me and was sharing some stuff he was going through, but nobody knows that because I had assured confidential investigative reports. But he uh, he liked my investigative techniques and uh, knew I was in the UFO uh, back, I don't, back uh, men in black or woman in black kind of stuff, you know. So our Bell and I would have conversations, but uh, I never met George Nury. But I thought that's who you're talking about because I said George Nury uh, is the female art. Well, he's not a female. But you thought, so you continued the story about George Knapp. Is that right? So you didn't mean you met George right. Nury and he interviewed you. George Knapp well, interviewed you. Now, I've never met him either, but one time uh, this girl at the uh, museum in Roswell, I didn't know who George Knapp was, but because I'd gone to meet Glenn Dennis, 
and she paid $65 for my uh, unpublished manuscript to get a copy print back. It had my personal uh, uh, information, my Social Security and everything. But she told me she showed it to George Knapp. So I don't know. But now he's a nice-looking man, and he worked with – John Lear, and John Lear talked to me this week because uh, he said he he doesn't do radio shows, but he was on Janet's show. So John Lear, George Knapp know each other, right? Through uh, Bob Lazar's story. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Right? Sure. Right. Yeah. So you met George right. Knapp, and, and he, what? You gave him a copy of your book. Yep. And he interviewed me on the video, and that will appear somewhere. I'm sure. And, uh, I like him. Of course, George Dapp, George Dapp and uh, uh, Dr. Colm Kelleher of Dids or of Bass, uh, it, they are very good friends, and they published a book together on Skinwalker Ridge. So, uh, well, when I when I used to go to Vegas, out. see, when I went to Vegas a lot, uh, uh, the Area 51, and get off at the uh, McCarran Airport. They, uh, the Jane Airlines was right out the door in the buses, see. So uh, I, w- I, I was uh, told never to talk to George Knapp during that 89 scare with uh, Bob Lazar. You remember that? Uh, because yeah. I was there the same time, in and out, and uh, it was like I was in the government, so I couldn't talk to uh, anybody. Uh, it was just understood uh, but we had a big row there at the airplane when uh, these uh, people in the news came, and that's her, that's her. I've seen her, this guy, I've seen her get on the bus. I've seen her get, you're supposed to go this way. It was a big old deal, and some Jesuits uh, came. They were dressed in uh, like Sikhs or uh, Gnostics or something. They saved me somehow. They got involved. I don't know how. But the, they took his, uh, got the black man's hands off of me, and uh, he was pointing me out to television crews and everything. So they, uh, that was the George Knapp people that were doing the Bob Lazar story or something. But uh, I was able to get out of there and go do my business. But uh, it, it's, a, it's getting sort of strange that all the stories are around you You're now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you, things are coming around. It's well, are you? You, uh, what's your new book going to be called that you're writing since you did the uh, Bob Brown? Put Bob Brown in your book because he puts you in front of people, and I know right. he doesn't like a lot of publicity because people don't know who Bob right. Brown is. But I tried to put him out there a little bit because he sent me his flyer, and he told me you were going to come called, on his show, and you and I. Well, so far the title is The Woman Who Bore the Male Child, Chapter 12 of Revelation. Revelation Chapter 12. And that's what it's about. It's about the fulfillment of biblical prophecy in our lifetime. Ooh, feminine. Yeah, they took the stories of all the women. Over 1,900 years ago that the the prophecy was written, and it's now being fulfilled. Well, all the women's... You know, they took Esther, well, they left Esther in, the queen of the Jews, but I named my daughter Stephanie Esther. But the one in 67 when I got pregnant, her name was going to be Angel. My mother insisted Angel, but I put an A on it. So she was my angel, Angela Dawn, 
Angel of the Dawn, Angela Dawn. Then they had Lauren Michelle, then Stephanie Esther, and then Ginger Teresa Fay, which was named. I was called Ginger, so that's the baby that died but brought me to Jesus. She brought me to her sacred place on the beach, and Jesus took me up in a spaceship. So that's my story. <laughs> okay. Jesus in a spaceship. My daughter that died. Well, I've got to do a memorial to her. All right, TJ. So based on your experience, you know that he is real, correct? Yes, of course. Jesus is real. Yes. Jesus is real. I yes, that's my story. Real. I'm sticking it to you. Yeah. I'm sticking to right. it. <laughs> I'm a Jesus. Yeah. Okay. All right. Me too. All right. He's well, uh, Janet Janet never came back. So now we got to do a Jesus is real book, you and me. Let's put our story <laughs> together. Jesus is real, right. and we'll get we'll so get anybody you're else. I'm most... blown away by my experiences. I mean, we can all, all, always assume that what I've experienced it is a, a false. It was a fabricated, and it's not true. But then again. Wonder if it is. If it is, then we need to take uh, att- pay attention to what is happening in our world today with the coronavirus. Oh my God! You know the biblical scripture says that a certain large percentage, about a third of humanity, will be uh, removed from the earth, and this is a possible uh, explanation as to how it is going to happen. But the new pandemic plague. Well, Jesus is real, and I'm a believer. Now, people don't have to believe, but it'd be nice if they did. So that's the good news, that it'd be good if you believed. And that's what all of my uh, whole thing has been about, is uh, trying to make people understand Ascension Age is real, and it's here. And you you might want to pay attention, even if people sound crazy. You know, it's uh, perception and filters and... We're trying to tell a story outside of the uh, reality that we've created, and yet uh, we'll just do the best we can in the supernatural and the cosmology and that Jesus is real. Now, I said alien civilizations exist because so many people didn't believe that, but they do. But they're all, we call it many mansions, has my father in, in heaven, but he, many mansions is the many families or the many alien civilizations exist the many civilizations so it's just another way to talk so we're just going to walk our talk and talk our walk and figure out how to say it properly but it's bringing in all the extraterrestrial angels and ufos and aliens and vishnu and all of the gods and sumerians even the anunnaki all the stories well you figure out how to consolidate them, because I sure don't know how. I've got people fighting with me all the time, and it seems to be getting worse okay. in school. It's hard. Okay, well, come TJ. back. Come back next yeah. Thursday, maybe. Thank you maybe. very much. Yeah, thank, thank you, you very doctor, much for uh, getting back to me, and uh, I hope uh, that the uh, listening audience has been entertained and informed. Okay. <laughs> Good idea. It'll go out all over the place, including Spotify. Okay, and I heart. So thank you, Doctor.